Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash. And this is James, and we have got a great show planned for you guys today. Now, kids, today we're going to be looking at a passage that makes us think a little bit about how we treat people who aren't always treating us in the best way. Now, we were trying to think of some stories about uh, revenge and that sort of thing where you try to get back at somebody. And I was saying to Ash that uh, I've never thought of myself as a very vengeful person, but that's okay because it turns out you are as vengeful as any Greek uh, heroine just looking to get revenge on everyone who has crossed you. Is that is that fair to say? I think that's a little bit harsh. <laughs> that might be a little bit harsh. Okay, but oh no, but seriously, kids, you'll be with me. Uh, so I know Ash's sister, M, and it turns out that at one point in your childhood, uh, M received something and you got mad. And why don't you just tell the story, Ash? Okay, this, this one's quite hard for me to admit because it really reveals <laughs> just how sinful I am. But uh, so my sister, she's older than me. She would have been um, maybe in like kindy or year one and I was still in preschool. And for her birthday, she got the newest Barbie. And it was a Barbie where um, she had a night dress, like a night, um, like going out outfit. And it was reversible. So it had two different patterns on it. So she could have two different night outfits and she was just so beautiful. And I'd been wanting this Barbie for so long. I was devastated when she opened it up <laughs> and she got one and I didn't. Um, and so I don't know if it was later that night or maybe I gave it a couple of days, but I did go into her room and severely mutilate the Barbie doll. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Like I'm genuinely blown away. I, I, am, I am a sinful person. I have done things wrong. I have never gone to that sort of level to get back at someone, especially when M didn't even do anything. She just I know. It's terrible. I feel so guilty about it now. It's And I probably needed to go and get some mental help. I ripped its head off. I cut the dress up. <laughs> So I'm not going to lie, kids. Uh, I'm now a little nervous about crossing Ash at any point in the future. Uh, I'm be warned. Be very, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be careful here in the office. But uh, without any further ado, let's get into our Bible passage for the day. And uh, let's see what Jesus teaches us about taking vengeance on others. It's now time for our story. This week's passage is Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 36. If you want, you can read along with us in the CEV version, or maybe you'd like to draw the passage as you hear it. So let's read together Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 36. This is what I say to all who will listen to me. Love your enemies and be good to everyone who hates you. Ask God to bless anyone who curses you and pray for everyone who is cruel to you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, don't stop that person from slapping you on the other cheek. If someone wants to take your coat, don't try to keep back your shirt. Give to everyone who asks and don't ask people to return what they have taken from you. Treat others just as you want to be treated. And from verse 32, if you love only someone who loves you, will God praise you for that? Even sinners love people who love them. If you are kind only to someone who is kind to you, will God be pleased with you for that? Even sinners are kind to people who are kind to them. If you lend money only to someone you think will pay you back, will God be pleased with you for that? 
Even sinners lend to sinners because they think they will get it all back. But love your enemies and be good to them. Lend without expecting to be paid back. Then you will get a great reward and you will be the true children of God in heaven. He is good even to people who are unthankful and cruel. Have pity on others just as your father has pity on you. So, we've uh, heard a little bit about your willingness to take vengeance on those who have wronged you. What jumps out to you from this passage uh, and what Jesus is teaching here? Uh, thanks for reminding everyone, James. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I really like uh, the section of the passage, verses 32 to 34, where um, Jesus is reminding us that it's very easy to love someone who uh, is kind to you and loves you back. And uh, that's actually not really what God's all that impressed with, right? Because even sinners can do that, just as this passage says. But what God is really impressed with is people who can show the same kind of mercy um, to other people who aren't kind to you, uh, the same kind of mercy that Jesus showed us. So I thought that was a really good reminder. And it's definitely not something that's easy or something that I think comes naturally to any of us yeah that's right and we've probably all been in that situation where somebody has said what did you do that for and our immediate response is to say they were mean to me first or they stole my toy or exactly uh, you know they looked at me funny and we try to make it sound like it's okay to treat somebody mean because they did something bad to us first but what jesus is teaching us is that what really pleases God is not when we just love people who are kind to us, but somebody who's actually done something bad to us. And that's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is really hard. And I think that Jesus is actually such a good role model for us uh, in this situation. So all throughout the New Testament, we see examples of Jesus showing mercy to people and loving people who have been absolutely awful to him. And I think the prime example of that is when Jesus is on the cross, right? And the Roman soldiers are down the bottom and hurling insults at him. And Jesus is up there praying for them, which is one of the best ways that you can love people. And he's praying, he says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. And I think that would have been one of the hardest things to do to see those people down there who were causing him so much physical um, and spiritual anguish um, to be able to right there on the spot, ask for their forgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, this is pointing us towards Jesus, who's the best role model because he is God. And it says there uh, towards the end of that passage that he is good even to people who are unthankful and cruel. And when you think about those examples that Jesus gives at the start, you know, if someone slaps, slaps you on one cheek, you know, offer them the other cheek. Like that's, that's scary. It's like, I'm, I'm hurting. Uh, somebody might hurt me again. And what Jesus is saying is don't just strike them back, but be willing to even get hurt again in order to be kind to them. So this is pretty hard, pretty powerful stuff. And I think that it's good to remember that the reason we're able to do this as Christians is because we trust that if we love like Jesus, uh, that we're acting like his 
kids. That we're not doing this uh, just to get a good reward, although we are promised here that God will reward us when we love like this, but it's because we know that ultimately Jesus has died on the cross for all of our sins and that he promises us new life in the new creation. And so we can do crazy things now, like risk getting hurt in order to forgive somebody. Uh, we could be kind to somebody, even if it might mean that we lose something or, or have somebody steal something from us. We can do those things because we know at the end, God is going to make everything right and we can trust him to do that at the end. So Ash, just want to encourage you now you're, you're getting married. What in like seven, eight weeks here. Yeah. About seven okay. weeks. Yep. So here's my advice. If, if Zach, you know, uh, does something mean, maybe don't take one of his Barbies or action figures and cut, you know, the clothing up, uh, just, you know, forgive him, you know, risk your own Barbie, something like that. Do you think <laughs> you guys can do that? but he's got so many nice Barbies to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, we love you, buddy. Uh, I'm sure you've got a lot of, lot of G.I. Joes and, and whatever Barbies you have, I'm sure they, they look great. So <laughs> kids, you have a think about that this week. Uh, if your brother or sister or a friend at school is mean to you, think about how you can show them kindness and love and forgiveness, just like Jesus has loved us, that we want to love people even when they're mean to us. It's now time for our special guest of the week. This week's special guest is someone who is very, very dear to my heart. Uh, this person, uh, her name is Chris, and she is one of the members of our church. Now, Chris was my uh, Sunday school teacher all throughout my teenage years, and she was someone who had a massive impact on um, my faith and um, my confidence to come and ask questions and know that I would be supported and loved and get a truthful answer. And so I thought it would be really awesome to interview Chris today and um, to hear a little bit about her life experiences, not only with uh, teaching in Kids Church, but also uh, her work uh, at the Kurong Christian Bookstore. So I'm just going to cut now to my conversation with Chris. Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for being here today. It's great. I'm pleased you could come. So I was telling the kids just before that you were one of my Sunday school teachers when I was going through high school. And so I would love to know a little bit about why you decided to teach Sunday school. I actually have been teaching Sunday school for over 50 years. Oh my goodness. But why I came to do it at, at um, our church is that I just knew to the church and I saw that the sixth class children were really struggling in Sunday school. The work was not strong enough for them. They needed to mm. know a lot more. So I approached the minister at that time and I said, look, I really think I can do something with these kids if you let me do that. So that's where it started. Oh, wonderful. And so was that something that you felt that God was really putting on your heart at the time? Definitely. And, Definitely. and what was it about that? Like, how did you know that God was putting that on your heart? I know every time I looked at them and saw what was going on, I felt a real feeling that these kids aren't getting it. Mm. I can really help them with this. And God just convicted me that I should do something and speak up and say, I can do something with these boys and girls. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I know not only from my experience, but experiences of lots of other people who are still at church today, just how helpful it was to have your teaching there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And another thing that you have done in your life is uh, working at the Kurong Bookshop. And for kids, if you don't know, Kurong is a Christian bookshop. So you can go there and buy lots of books which tell you about Jesus. So what was it like to work in there? What were some of your um, experiences there? 
and I worked there for 15 years. Wow. Um, it was a great experience. I'm, I think the thing that I enjoyed most was meeting Christians from other churches. Mm. Sometimes I think we get a little bit one-eyed in just the church that we're in, and it's so lovely to meet people from other churches who also believe in Jesus the same as you do, and to share my knowledge of books with them, my knowledge of authors, and to really enjoy their, their Christianity. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. And did you ever have non-Christians coming into the store? Oh, yes, all the time. Um, especially when people had to go to, to weddings and mm. baptisms and confirmations. And it was a wonderful opportunity to talk to them about the Lord Jesus. Yeah, it sounds mm. like it was. Mm. And to wrap up, I'd love to know from all of your life experiences, not only the ones that we've been touching on, but just in mm. general, what do you think are some of the key things that God has been teaching you? Just lately, God has been teaching me that he really cares and loves me and that he has me. And one of the Psalms, Psalm 91, talks about being lifted up in, on eagle's wings mm. and being he has us in the palm of his hand. And guys, if you know the Lord and you want to know the Lord, do that and, and realise that God loves you so much. Wonderful. Thanks so much for your time, Chris. <laughs> Ash, that was a fantastic conversation with Chris. Thank you so much for getting, uh, giving us a chance to get to know her and hearing about the great stuff that she's done. Oh, my pleasure. I'm just thankful that Chris uh, gave up her time to speak with us. She is an incredible woman of God and um, continually inspires me to uh, strive harder in my faith. It's now time for our question of the week. And this week, James sat down with one of our listeners to discuss some things that they've been thinking through. Let's hear from them now. Okay, thank you, Ash. I am here with one of our listeners. This is Daniel. Say hello, Daniel. Hi, guys. Now, Daniel, it is great to be here with you. Do you have a question for us? Yeah. And what is that question? My question is, why doesn't God talk to us physically like he did to Abraham and Moses? Right. Great, great question. So in the Bible, we read about in Genesis how God spoke to Abraham and in a few different ways at a couple of different times. And then same thing yeah. again with Moses, where he spoke to him uh, one time from a burning bush, but a few other times as well. Is that right? Yeah. And you're wondering, why doesn't God just do that with us all the time now? Yeah, because it will be much, much faster and quicker if he just says... If he just tells us what he wants to do. Right. And be much simpler sometimes too, because it's like, I wonder what God wants me to do. And if he just told me, then that'd be easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's think about this. Now, in the Bible, in the stories about Abraham and Moses, was God talking to everybody out loud like that? No. No. So it's always been kind of rare for God to speak to people out loud like that. Yeah, it has. Right. So do you think that God could do that today if he wanted to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because God... God has the power to do everything. Yeah, God could do anything that he wants to, and there's no rule that says that he can't do it. But how does he normally speak to us today? Um, he, Through the Bible, through, through his word. Right, through the Bible. So in some ways, we are in a way better situation than even Abraham and Moses because we've got all of God's word to us in the Bible, and we know the great big story of everything that God's been doing with his people, and especially who's the most important person in the Bible? Jesus! Jesus, they're right. That's right. So we know all about Jesus' death on the cross, and how he paid the price for our sins, and how uh, God wants us to believe in him and trust him and know him. So can you see how in some ways we're better off than what Abraham and Moses were? Yeah. But I take your point. It would still be simpler and easier sometimes if we could just be like, hey, God, what do you want me to do here? And he just told us. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is there anything in particular you'd want to know? No. No? That's good. That's good. That's okay. You don't need to have anything right now. All right. So I think that the reason, though, that God does it differently now is because God wants to give us the good gift of being able to decide things for ourselves, to use our brains that he's given us to uh, ponder our feelings and what's going on in our heart and use those things to make choices. And it's a good gift that God's given us because God makes all sorts of choices and plans, even amongst the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And so when we get to make choices and talk to people about what we're going to do, then in some ways we get to be a little bit like God. Can you see that? Yeah. Awesome. So does that help you to understand a little bit about why God does it this way and not just audibly like he did back then? Uh-huh. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say to finish up? Four words. Over to you, Ash. Nice. And that wraps up another episode of the Gospel PC Kids Cast. Thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you, James, for being a wonderful co-host as always. And thank you, Ash, for not taking vengeance on me for any of the stuff that I've done uh, to mess up the podcast today. Oh, just you wait. It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) No, remember remember what Jesus taught us. Oh, sorry, sorry. Loving kindness. Come on, kids. That's right. (laughs) Well, maybe um, it might be good for you to pray, not only for me, but for all the kids, uh, that we would be merciful and loving to our enemies this week. That's a great idea. I'll do that now. Father God, thank you so much that you don't give us the punishment that we deserve, but instead you sent Jesus into this world to die on the cross and pay the price for our sins so that you could forgive us and you could give us a love and a kindness uh, and blessings that we do not deserve. We pray, Father, we would always be thankful for these things and we pray, Father, that we would seek to be like you, that when people hurt us uh, or do things against us, that we would show them the same mercy and kindness and love that you have shown to us, that we'd be willing to do good to them even when they've done evil to us. And please, by the power of your spirit within us, make it possible for us to do just this. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, kids. We'll see you next week. See you then. Bye.